Hey everybody, welcome back to It Came From Amity. Across from me, as always, is my faithful co-host and producer, Noah Weddle. What's up, fans? Um, it's been a couple weeks since we were last in the studio. Uh, Noah was busy last week with a wedding, so we didn't do anything. Uh, and I think the week before that, I you, think I was sick. You had, had something yeah, happen. Uh, yeah, it was the boys. So we ended up not doing anything like, uh, two weeks ago. So... Now we're we're, we're back. stepping back in very light today. Yeah. We're not doing anything super heavy. Yeah, we had been talking about doing this for almost a month now. So here we are doing the puck wedgies, which when Noah first told me about the puck wedgies, it was a single word text that said puck wedgies, and I thought he was calling hmm. me a name out of the blue. I was, and I'm sitting there. I will say, man, I sat out and stared at my phone for a good two minutes trying to figure out what, what the hell it was. was you were calling me. Like, what is, is he having a stroke? Is he trying to insult me? Like, what's going on? And I was like, what? And then you're like, no, it's a thing. Look it up. So mm. um, we're going to talk about them. Uh, before we get into it, something I'm going to touch base on real quick is that Noah's busy season with his uh, videography business will be picking up. Uh, so there's a good chance that... Uh, we'll start doing more stuff like on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. That content will pick up more frequently as right. he becomes busier. And we'll do mini-sodes on YouTube and Facebook and do three-minute little snippets. And we'll, uh, st we'll still try to have our regular episodes, though. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll still do our stuff whenever he's available and, and, and our schedules coincide. But that um, those other platform content frequencies will pick up more as Noah becomes busier. So we're not leaving you guys in the dust. However, with that said, when we do the other content that will not transfer into the podcast itself, no. um, that'll be separate content of the podcast, but still something for you guys to indulge in while we're not putting out podcast content. Um, so that's pretty much that. Also, to touch base, we still have not found a viable solution to the merchandise problem. Uh, we had a fan reach out, uh, I think, on my personal Facebook page. Emily, if you're listening to this, this is more geared towards you since you've asked. Uh, we've not found a viable solution to that yet. Um, uh, let's just start a sweatshop. Start a sweatshop? Hire a bunch of kids. I mean, if LeBron can do it, we can do it. Yeah, we can uh, do it. Um I do have a friend of mine who uh, has been, who said she would be willing to send me some samples. We could uh, test some of that out, see how they wash and wear. Um, I can get a hold of her sometime this weekend and see if she's still able to do that, um, and see how they how the material is and how the printing process is. It holds up under wash. Uh, get a size for you. Get a size for me, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, if that goes well, we might be able to contact through uh, contract through her or some. Uh, I think Noah said something about possibly going through Teespring again and setting up a separate store. See how that works. If right. that doesn't work, we'll try something else. So, now that and we're not artists, and we want to do the merch thing, but we need designs because really all I can do is basic Photoshop stuff. Right. And I really want someone to come forward who can draw like caricatures and stuff. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Because you know? all we've done in the past is basically our, our uh, logo. Yeah, right. And so if there's something else that you guys want on that merch and you guys have a cool design that you would like to send us that we could put on there, we're happy to do that. And if you can do that, I'll tell you what, we'll even cut you a deal and give you a discount on that merch for supplying that idea. Um, 
Right. Obviously, we couldn't do it for free, especially if it's our friend that makes the material. Well, you're actually paying Teespring, you know, because we barely get anything from it. Like, if we were to use Teespring, we we don't hardly get anything from it. I think, if I remember right... We could cut out our fee. Right, yeah, we could cut out our fee, absolutely. Right. Because if I remember right, I think I had it set at the most minimal percentage that we could actually get back without gadget. Yeah. Because Teespring charges a lot. Yeah. Um, So with that said, that's kind of the updates... Uh, that I've come across uh, certain things that I've done research on to kind of try to move things forward and that thing. Also, uh, I'm going to be talking to a buddy of mine here soon about possibly getting into the Pixie. Um, I think he, he's been kind of hard to get, I, well, more like access has been kind of difficult to get a hold of, but I'm going to hopefully see what kind of schedule that we can get to try to get in there, me, Noah, and my buddy Mike, and see if we can get in there and investigate a little bit. It'd be cool if we could do it on like a weeknight. Weeknight might be hard. I, I would yeah. have to get. I would have to take PTO for that. Yeah. But and and I don't have any available. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I can't. And just it would have. Who knows? Uh, I I think I'm still another like 50 hours away from earning another PTO day. So, um, but once that happens, we can figure something yeah. out. Um. But so there, there's a lot of stuff, especially now that the weather's getting a little, well, not today, but now that the weather's starting to kind of warm up a little bit, starting to get a little more cooperative, we could kind of go out in the field when Noah gets some availability. Weekends are usually busy for him and usually lighter for me, but we'll figure something out um, along the way, like especially like on Fridays if he doesn't have a wedding. Have you ever thought about going ghost hunting and like bringing your boys? Um, I think that'd be kind of fun. We could like sit around till campfire stories afterwards. Their mother would freak out. Really? That, and Cooper, my youngest, he's kind of into the paranormal, but he saw some stuff on Slapped Ham here a couple months back that totally, t- like not completely, but as far as watching it has shut him off a little bit. Cause what about it, your brother? Would he go? Ethan? Yeah. No. He wouldn't no. go? That kind of stuff doesn't really. Like, I he thought he was into that kind of stuff. Cody might Cody. Be. Yeah, but Ethan, Cody Could, might be. You think he would go? Probably. I would have to talk to It'd him. It'd be cool to have a team of three, you know? Yeah. He could be our technology guy. Well, I mean, I do have a couple of friends who are very interested. Like, I got a buddy of yeah. mine who actually has, like, ghost hunting equipment. We would need to go as a team because we can't do everything right. and be the host. I know. And, well, the buddy of mine just actually bought a camera with, like, night vision, infrared, and stuff like that that yeah. he's been wanting to try out. We, so. should, we should ask him. He's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I'll, I'll text him this weekend and see what yeah. his availability is like for the next couple months. Um, sometimes it's hit and miss uh, because he works in a production uh, type environment. So sometimes, you know, his overtime fluctuates yeah. with that. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll, it we'll get it figured out. But with no further ado, we're going to talk about, let's do, if we can do this out, totally butchering the name, Puck Wudgies. Puck Wudgies. Because uh, I think I've said Pudwuckies, Pudwuckies, Fudruckers. Like, <laughs> two dozen times I've said everything <laughs> but Puckwudgies. Um, so Puckwudgies, this is actually very prominent to Indiana's history. And and something that we like to do is focus on Indiana when we can. Um, it's like a Midwest kind of thing, isn't it? This is, yeah, this is centered kind of more Midwest, but I guess the heartbeat of it is in Indiana. Um, okay. So... With that said, we're, the Puck Wedgies is very rich in our history. Like, um, there was a tribe of Native Americans here that believed in Puck Wedgies. Um, and so we're going to kind of talk about the history behind them, the lore, 
and where you could possibly find them if you know you're into cryptid hunting um so the puck wedgie is basically about a three two to three foot tall goblin-like creature and they like to look lurk in woods and forest they look like the mucinex man yeah he's like he's like a mix between like the mucinex guy and a porcupine right or a hedgehog yeah um seriously you can you can google uh puck wedgie images and like they're they're like nothing you've ever seen as right. far as like like how they're made up like it's completely like completely like i didn't expect that when do I, you know the mucinex man well i don't but i definitely know the puck wedgie guys like they're weird looking yeah um, so apparently they can transform into animals and they can even, uh, use mischievous ways to benefit themselves. So they're like shapeshifters. Yes. Um, mm. there is an author, an amateur archeologist named Paul Startsman who claimed to encounter the puck wedgies numerous times, writing his experiences and the experiences of others in his book, the puck wedgies of Indiana. The Startsman's first encounter with the puck wedgies was in 1927 when he was only 10 years old. He says that when he was hiking alone in a trail in a park, he suddenly saw a little man half his size. The little man had dull blonde hair that covered his head like a helmet, which left his ear round ears to protrude. Uh, he said he's interviewed many Hoosiers who have encountered the puck wedgies in their lives. Uh, in the book, uh, he uh, kept our identities, identities anonymous uh, to hide them from skeptics. Um, Eloise H. was one such person who was interviewed while living in a nursing home in Anderson, Indiana. She said she remembers playing alone in the park and was approached by a group of little people who seemed curious about her and what she was doing. Eloise said that um, they had high-pitched voices that spoke a language that she could not understand. She experienced this again when she was an older, hiding alone nearby the woods. Uh, apparently, you can find them around Mountain State Park, and some people say that um, if you're around that area, that you're in the woods, that you'll feel like you're being watched. What do they want? Um, as far as like what you want, what they want, uh, a lot of times like they're interested in like trading with you. Um, they might, um, they might, uh, look to take something from you. A lot of times they're armed with a bow. Like like a Native American bow, um, you know what they remind me of? Hmm. A smaller version of the monster from Ernest Scared Stupid. You know, I I never thought of it that way, but yeah. it's kind of what it. Yeah, I, I remember when I was a kid, that monster scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> now that you mention it, that's kind of what he resembles. Right, is that troll? Just a small version of him. Yeah. It's, I mean, I never thought of it until now, but yeah. Do you remember the part where the kid is in his bed and he reaches down under the bed yeah. and then he turns around and the monster's right there? Yeah. I remember like literally watching that part and I couldn't sleep being, being so scared of that. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, I never, yeah, kind of, now that you mention it, yeah, they, he, they really kind of do resemble But they like finances. They like selling stuff and bartering. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, they say... Um, Sounds like an Irish name, Puckwudgie. I guess it... Uh, I guess it's actually pronounced Puckwudgie. Hmm. 
I don't. It, it's they have it broke down. Puck, Wudge, and Nini. So they're kind of a Nini, version Nini, of a troll. Kind of. Apparently, according to Delaware legend or um, Lepany, um, uh, Native American lore, is that they will lure people to their deaths to uh, using magic. They launch poison arrows and they can create fire. Uh, The natives believe that puck wedgies were once friendly humans, but then turned against them and are best left alone. According to lore, a person who annoyed a puck wedgie would be subject to nasty tricks by or subject to being followed by the puck wedgie who would cause trouble for them. They are known to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, attack their victims, victims with short knives and spears and to use sand to blind their victims. Little jerks. Uh, they are enemies of the state. culture heroes, Ma Shop and Granny Squanet. One story from Wampanoag folklore explains that they began causing mischief and tormenting the natives out of jealousy of the devotion and affection the natives had for Ma Shop, who eventually exiled them to different parts of North America. The Puckwudgies have since been hostile to humans and took revenge by killing Ma Shop's five sons. Some variations even suggest they killed Ma Shop himself. Um, so depending on the lore, they trade, they barter, they're mischievous. They are like tricksters. And then in in some stories, they will kill you. They will harm you. They will uh, try to take from you. It's almost like a little gnome. Yeah. Kind of tricky and rude and mean, just nasty. Yeah. Uh, Puck wedgies are mentioned in Henry Wadsworth Longfellow's epic poem, The Song of Hiawatha. After reading Schoolcraft stories huh. of uh, native folklore, he featured them in the chapter of the death of Quasinid. What about where the wild things are? Are those puck wedgies? I don't think they're... Those hairy beast things? I don't think they're called that outright. And I think that they're actually bigger than a puck wedgie. They're like giants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the The... Poem begins far and wide among the nations, spread the name and fame of Quasnid. The man dared to strive with Quasnid. No man could compete with Quasnid, but the mischievous puck wedgies. They, the envious little people, they, the fairies and the pygmies, plotted and conspired against him. Uh, apparently, they've also been mentioned in Harry Potter. Puck wedgies have been identified by J.K. Rowling as magical creatures in the Harry Potter universe. In a description of On Pottermore, Rowling describes creatures as follows. Uh, puck, the puck wedgie is also native to America, a short, gray-faced, large-eared creature distantly related to the European goblin. Fiercely independent, tricky, and not ever fond, not over-fond of humankind, whether magical or mundane, it possesses its own powerful magic. magic. Puck wedgies hunt with deadly poisonous arrows and enjoy playing tricks on humans. Uh, puck wedgie is a symbol and a name of one of the houses in the Livermore School of Witchcraft, and wizardry that is said to pre- represent the heart of a wizard and favor the healers. Um, so, yeah, there's actually quite a bit where they're featured in TV shows like My Little Pony, yeah. Friendship is Magic. They are shown briefly as antagonists in the season eight episode School Days Part Two. Um, there was also Legacies TV series where they're mentioned and shown <laughs> in season four of the show in episode six. So, they, they're not as prominent as other cryptids, but, um, but apparently if you're in the woods, in the forest, they can be found, supposedly. Uh, apparently a lot of people in Indiana said they have seen them. 
and have spoke to them, have talked to them, have had problems with them. Uh, so yeah, to kind of give you an idea of what they might look like, and I'll do my best here to describe it. So about two to three foot tall, they kind of look like like the face, like one depiction. It's like a miniature version of a native. Um, With the body of an Ewok. Yeah, I mean, like, and then like they got these quills from the top of their head that run down their back, and they're outfitted with a bow, spears, arrows. A lot of times, adorned in native garb. Um, but it, interesting, though. I mean, I mean, depending on who's depicting them, like they can. I mean, the depictions are wildly different. Uh, See that right there, that one there. That's what remind me of the where the wild things are. Yeah, I saw the same image, and then yeah. you got others that make them look like they're porcupines, uh, yeah. or squirrels, or elves, or goblins. They're not cute. No, they're pretty ugly. Yeah, this one here looks like an elf. Mm -hmm. Elf dwarf. Yeah, uh, two to three foot tall can appear and disappear at will, or once friendly humans. Um. Just crazy looking beings, really. Oh, side note. If we can find someone that could do art in that style, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Like that's CG? Cool. Yeah. Realistic. <gasps> Where is that? They look... I mean... They look so tribal, like this one. With yes. the feathers and everything. It's like they're in a tribe. I know we're looking at pictures, but... Sorry, guys. You just Google Puckwudgie and hit images, and you'll oh, see what so we're fun. looking at. But, yeah, there's not really any. There's people that say, oh, yeah, I saw one, or I saw one, but it's like there's not really much about them, you know? I mean, it's, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, they're, it's, it, I mean, they're pretty cut and dry, um, like we're trying to get something, but I mean the the artist depictions are so varied that the only thing you can really have is they're two to three foot tall. They've got this spiky hair from the top of their hair down to the middle of their back. Right. Smooth gray skin, big ears, big nose, and big lips. Or and sometimes says they have a dog like snout. Um. So basically, excuse me, I have not napped. I worked last night. And I'm, I'm tired too. Um, but basically, the folklore of these run from uh, Maine all the way into uh, Wisconsin and down uh, as far south as uh, the southern tip of Illinois, Uh Sorry, Minnesota, not just Wisconsin. As far northeast as, or northwest as, Min as um, Minnesota. Pretty much the whole Midwest, really. A lot right? of the Midwest and up some the eastern seaboard, like Kentucky? northeastern seaboard. I'm sure no, in Kentucky. There's not really no. anything. Uh, Massachusetts, there's a place in Freetown. They look like they'd be mountain dwellers, though, don't they? Like they'd be in yeah. Tennessee and stuff. But yeah, basically it's uh, like the Ohio River Valley, uh, even some into Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's kind of where their folklore. They kind of remind you of pygmies. 
Yeah, a little bit. Like the little midget pygmies mm-hmm. that they, yeah. Tribal. Huh. But, I mean, so I mean, they, I mean, the lore of them spread quite far. I mean, I kind of, it kind of makes you wonder though, like, you know, like we've had this discussion about cryptids in the past, like, how much of it is true versus just, you know, a convenient story to keep? Because a lot of these stories. How much of it was confusion and you thought you saw something that resembled right. something, but it didn't? You know, a lot of it has to be that. A lot of paranormal stories are confusion. Yeah. And it's that's the thing. It doesn't mean you're lying. It's real to you. You saw it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't what it, you thought it was, you know? I mean, it's it's another one of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily know if I would believe in it or not. I mean, because, I mean, I have my opinions on some cryptids. Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I would not have confessed this three years ago. Like, I was totally like, I don't think Bigfoot is a thing now I would sit and say I lean more towards the existence of Bigfoot see I don't I think we would have found it with all the exploration and population we have and I feel like we would have found him or at least remnants of him especially when they tear down forests and stuff they would have seen something the only reason one of the biggest reasons that I do is they found a tuft of fur I believe it was in North Carolina Mm -hmm. here a few years back they had it tested, and what they realized was is it was primate in origin. It went, and it was like yeah. true fiber. And there wouldn't be any monkeys in the forest here. And then when they tested that, and they realized it was primate fur, they tested against all known samples of primates. Didn't match anything uh, in the world. Yeah, that they knew of. So the, here they had this tuft of unknown primate fur or hair, and it was organic. It was. It wasn't like it was synthetic. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, it's definitely primate, but it matches none of the known samples that we have against any primate that we know. Right. It's got to be something. So, um, and there's other cryptids I'm, I'm on the fence about. Uh, I don't think Puck Wedgie is one of them. I think for me, Puck Wedgie is another one of those like Native American tales that it's just it feels like a, a yeah like a fable it mm-hmm. feels like something somebody would tell you to get you to calm down and be nice to your stu- your other students or something like yeah the puckwudge you'll get you right you better go to bed if brush your teeth or the puckwudge you'll get you right it's kind of my feel. that's what it feels like yeah I would I would agree it's just I I don't get me wrong it's it another one of those episodes where we're like the suspension of disbelief right. is fun to think about, but in my opinion, I don't. I don't. If really we had think. a Super Smash Brothers game where you could pick any cryptid to play as, I would not pick the Puckwudgie. No, I don't feel like he'd be very effective. Not against some of his other counterparts. No, no. like you put a Puckwudgie up against, you know, Mothman. Mothman's going to win. Yeah, Bigfoot's going to rip people apart. I mean, he's like basically the Chewbacca of the cryptid world. Right. Right. So, um. Put him up against Leprechaun, you might win. Though. A unicorn. They're actually supposed to be very strong and uh, vicious, you know. Unicorns? Unicorns, yeah. They were a symbol of like warfare 
and like strength, angelic strength. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like to, it's like, oh, it's Barbie unicorn. It's all, (laughs) but they're actually like warrior horses. That's what their horn was for. They would just gore people at lightning speed. And some of them would breathe fire. Are you making this up? I'm now? not joking. I'm being a hundred percent serious, dude. I've never heard any of this. Yeah. Before, so I mean, but then again, I don't research. If you go way enough. back to the mythology, the roots of unicorns, that's that's what they were. I have to look it up because I've, I've this is yeah. all new to me. It's crazy. That's awesome. And they were not pretty. They were like ugly. You know, they were they were war machines. Right. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what do you think they have the horn? That that makes no sense other than. To gore, right? We'll do an episode on unicorns. I think it'd be interesting. Okay, I'm down for that. Let's I do would, it. I would do an episode. The real on unicorn. What the unicorn? Yeah. Then they didn't, don't. A lot of uh, anthropologists or whatever they are now believe that uh, it was just ancient people misidentifying a rhinoceros or some Probably. shit. Probably. Yeah. Because that's or a, it could have been. Like ancient times, they took a horse and literally put a freaking <laughs> spike on his head. No, here you go. Wouldn't you? I mean, if you were ha- if you were riding in a battle, you could just do that and run straight through a group of people. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, you're just you know stabbing people with the horse. Might as well. He's a big like. It's a very Nordic thing. The unicorn is like yeah. Norse, Norse and Swedish, you know, like old, old Viking times. Oh, I know that, uh, the unicorn is the, uh, national animal of Scotland. Yeah. I do know that. They're like a symbol of something, but anyway, it's interesting. We'll it do an episode on them. They're not the whole, they're not the wholesome little girl's toy that you think they are. <laughs> right. It, it's like, you take what our modern concept of what it is and compare it to a mythological right. concept, which I mean, it's most things. Most myth, most mythological, most midgets creature, most midget, most <laughs> gosh, most mythological creatures <laughs> have crazy, violent, bloody origins. They really do. Yeah, I mean, like leprechaun. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, they do. Uh, I mean, fairies, I mean, it's another one. It's like fairies, we think like Tinkerbell and stuff right. like that. And turns out they're like mischievous, evil things. Mermaids. Like in, in most, yeah, mermaids are another. Yeah. They're cursed. They're, yeah. Like if you think about, like if you look up, okay, like Disney fairies, and then you go and look like in actual ancient folklore in most cultures, because a lot of cultures believe in fairies. Yeah. And you look up what their culture, like, in that folklore and most cultures is they're evil or mischievous. They can't be trusted. They'll kill you. They'll, they'll curse you. They do all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, maybe like there was this one, uh, where it was like, I think it was in Canada if, or maybe Ireland or somewhere. Like if these, if you see these like singing in the woods and you go out there, basically they'll kill you. They'll, they'll, and it's like, you don't go out there. You don't go to because the fairies will kill you after dark. It's, it's freaking crazy. And it's like, well, okay, maybe, you know, and of course, you know, we think fairies, we think, you know, initially you go, oh, Tinkerbell. And, and it's like, no, 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 no. No, these fairies will mess you up. Right. And then 
like fairies aren't even like way we like the way we spell it now is not how it was spelled back in the day. Like we spell it F A I R I E S, and turns out back in the day, it was F A E R I E S. Yeah. They're nuts. We'll do an episode. We should do that. Unicorns, leprechaun. Do an episode for each of them and just go back to their work. <laughs> you know, Leprechauns you, are cursed too, right? No. That's why they're obsessed with gold and treasure because they were cursed because they lived for no, that. I don't think, no. 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 They're you just we, the symbol of greed, though. Yeah, you know we do. We, we, we make an episode. We call it the cursed Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. And then we go unicorns and fairies and other, and then turns out they're just these dark entities, like right. unicorns, like real unicorn, real fairy. And then, and then, like, just totally flip it on its head. Let's do it. I like that. Yeah, the Let's dark Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. Remember those? Oh yeah, every girl had it. I like remember the those. Lisa Frank pencils and Trapper Keepers and folders and pens and yep. stickers, the sticker books. Jesus, there's tons of them. I remember one of the most exciting times of the year was when you went school shopping and picked out your Trapper Keeper for the year. You know, I didn't have a Lisa Frank one. What am I going to get? No, but I had to. I had to get like the X Men. Oh yeah, you know, like whatever was cool at the time. One year I had Mortal Kombat. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, I didn't get any cool stuff because my mom was shopping for four kids, so mine was like black. Yeah, here's a blue one. It's easier that way. Here you go. Because yeah, you don't have four kids fighting over it. Right. So we gave you a half hour of puck wedgies, and so it was about 15 minutes of puck wedgies and 15 minutes of BS, but that's okay, because yeah. there's not a lot to talk about with them. I mean, and it's better than what I was saying earlier, pudwhackers pud and whacker. everything else. You pudwhacker. <laughs> so it's a short one today, but we'll get, we're going to try to be more consistent. So yeah, It's just been kind of like it is this time of year every year, just kind of gets a little nuts. Yep. And it's flu season, allergy season, so and you got to deal with that. What? It's April? Yeah. So the All kids, the kids are bringing it back and getting everybody sick. Well, and, the, and the kids are going to be out of school here another month, and so... Kids are just dirty back. little germ factories that spread it to everybody else. That's all they are. <laughs> True. Nasty little sticky hands, runny noses. I'm really glad my kids don't run around sticky hands anymore. Yeah. I always feel like kids always have sticky hands. It's it's a phobia of mine. I mean, when they were younger, yeah. mine did. But now some, I mean, they're 11 and 9, so it's not as... But you know they pick their nose and wipe and pick oh my their God, butts. Yes. And they don't wash their hands. Every time I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like... And the thing of it is, they don't get no better because when they become teenagers, they're just doing the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a quickie. Um, kind of a little fun one, but uh, but we had fun talking about it. Uh, been talking about doing this for like three weeks, so here we are. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed the uh, puck wedgies and pudgies and yeah, pukers and puckers and whatever else they are. And but we'll uh, come back next week with another episode of It Came from Amity. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Have a great weekend, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>